is not about, hey, I want to sing and I want my voice to sound good. It's about coming into right relationship with your voice and the um, the gravity of what that means. I think that, you know, the voice is something that we've had. Most people have had since since they're born. And um so it can be really easy to take advantage of it and just think that it's another thing like your, you know, right pinky and to really understand that it's actually the seat of your truth and your purpose and coming into relationship with your voice means coming into relationship with your soul and coming into relationship with your soul transforms your world. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart centered guest experts will be sharing through a multi dimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. I am tired. Actually, I'm relieved. You know why? Because my house is currently pending with an executed contract And I've got a closing date, which I'm not going to release yet. And I have the most stellar offer with the most dreamy buyer. And I freaking fracking created this. I dreamed of it. I dreamt it up. I visioned it. I felt it. But you know what? It's like I dreamed of the highest timeline for this process. And I didn't be, I wasn't attached to the form. And oh my gosh, moving, selling a house, like preparing your house and like preparing for an open house and preparing for showings and all of the emotions that are attached to it and the anticipation of waiting for the offers to come in. Oh my word. I had no idea. I had no idea. (laughs) Right. Cause I've never done this before. I've never sold a house before until now. And I got my moon flow this week. We've got this full moon going on. I was just like feeling all the feels. And I felt like I was living between the, between Christmas and New Year's, you know, the week between Christmas and New Year's and it's like liminal space. That's how I felt like I was because I was like, I just, right. It was like, I'd get a call from my realtor. Okay. Somebody wants a showing and like everything. I just cleared a bunch of stuff in my calendar and I'm feeling like, ah, so much relief. And I, I'm so excited because I actually talk about this in my ep- in the episode with Danny that you're going to hear shortly. I talk about how when I record things now, I don't go back and listen to it. So like I've just done this for a long time because 
perfectionism is a thing. Like my sun sign is Virgo and we are critical. We are critical of you. We are critical of everyone and we are even more critical with ourselves. <laughs> so much criticality um, that I've been moving through and perfectionism is the thief of creativity and self-expression. And obviously when we're in our creativity and self-expression, we're truly liberated. And so I just, I, when I record things now, I don't listen. However, when I'm recording podcast episodes, I'm going back and listening and editing with my podcast team. And normally I I guess I don't realize, for example, so I, I sent Danny a message and I was like, damn girl, we recorded a bomb ass episode. And she was like, I know. I remember walking away from the episode being like, I don't know what just happened. I just know that we had a lot of fun and we created magic. And that's how I felt because, you know, when you're in presence, it's kind of like when you're in flow and you're speaking, right? Like, you know, wait, we know those moments where we black out (laughs) because we're so in fear from public speaking. At least I do. And then we know those moments where we're so in flow and connected and in conversation that it's like, because you're not in your mind, it's like you're in your heart. So it's like you you feel the feeling, but you can't necessarily recall how everything transpired. So then when I was going back and and listening and, and just like pulling clips for marketing and just making sure all was ready to send to my podcast peeps. I was like, damn, this was good. And I was like, damn, Danny and I have got some like synergy. We've got some energy. We've, we like flow. We have fun. It felt like I was with my best friend, just having a party and talking about things that we love, which of course is a lot of it is spirituality, self-expression, priestessing, play, using our voice, right? All of it. And And we're new friends, new old friends, right? New in this incarnation. And I talk a little bit about how I discovered her, both um, Marin, Bach Antonsen. Um, We connected through her. Um, If you don't know Marin, she's an amazing emissary of the divine feminine. And I I discovered Danny through, through Marin and there was like a free concert because Danny released a new single and, you know, she's, she's, rocking it as as an emerging artist and like really cultivating the resonance and the frequency and the intentionality behind music right and so it's like just like I'm coming in we talk about this in the episode just like I'm coming in and like sprinkling a little bit of light in the realm of TikTok which is still very challenging for me to be on the app but for some reason I keep being guided to go on there and to just share it's the same with like right with pop culture there's a lot of stuff in the field. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff as it relates to what's on the top billboard charts and like, right, what we're constantly feeding ourselves and the resonance behind that. And so I love that Danny is coming in and she's just like, all right, here's what I got going on here. And here's the codes that I'm bringing in to this, to this conversation of self-expression and, and what it means to be fully expressed and we talk a lot about the the authenticity is spirituality piece, right? And this is where it's like, Danny didn't know me before and what I share in my teachings and I didn't know her. And I'm noticing the more that I interview people, the more it's like, 
We're teaching the same things. So again, this is how, because it's universal, like, so we can have somebody or something help activate that remembrance, but ultimately it's already there. We already know. We just get to have people and tools and things along the way that activate what's lying dormant right within us. And so what do I want to say about Danny? There's a quote in there that where she talks about, we get to clear out the shit so that we can shine, which I love. I'm like, I want to turn that into a bumper sticker. And, you know, a lot of my journey is coming back into my buoyant, childlike, fun, best friend energy (laughs) where I'm, I just love life and I want to talk through my experience through the lens of literally like sitting on your couch with you and telling you what what I got going on here and, and not projecting or like wearing any masks in the process. And that's why I feel like Danny and I, we got along so well because we have a, like our frequencies are similar in a lot of ways and of course different and same thing, like our awakening journeys are similar in a lot of ways and also very different. And this is why I love bringing people on here, right? This is why I have the solo cast, but then I love having other people share what worked for them, share through their experience, through their filter, through their lens, through their codes, right? Like they might be able to say something that lands a bit differently or that's like, oh, that's what Lindsay was talking about or like, oh, this is something that I've been integrating and Danny like brings that through, which is why it's so fun. So I love uh, circling back to, you know, Danny talks about how she released her song on Spotify before she even heard the final cut. And I fucking love that. And then I went into an episode how like, that's what I teach people in my, in my, like in my coaching practice. So I never thought that I would actually help women start businesses. And that's just where my work is taking me as one It's just one, you know, little arena that I'm supporting people with, but I'm not business coaching. I'm like, oh yeah, now that you know who the fuck you are and now that like we've cleared all that density and all those things that we're holding you back, what are we going to do with that? Like, what are we going to create with that? And that is exciting me to, like, I'm just brimming with joy because I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to be a small piece and like watching this woman liberate herself and like all the people that are going to be liberated through her being herself, through her serving, through her and her unique self-expression and creative expression. And so when I'm in like the mentoring process, I'm actually working with a client right now on creating her free gift. And she just recorded a video and I'm like, here's what I do. When I record a video, I don't watch it. I don't watch it back. Unless I royally screw it up, I don't watch it back because... That's when it's like the perfectionism comes in and oh my gosh, my hair was doing this and oh my gosh, look at how my facial expression was when I said that word and oh my gosh, I wish I would have said it this way or I wish I would have used this word. And next thing you know, you're in your head and you're stuck and you're right like the snowball effect of the self-saboteur and all of that internal chatter just starts to run rampant. And so I love that Danny's like, yep, I knew that I wouldn't release the song if I listened to it. So I just hit, you know, I just hit release. And then when I listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Like, right. It's just that, that like, yes, I did this. I created this. So 
Let me give you a little background about Danny. She's a divine feminine healer, a songstress, and a spiritual mentor. And the cornerstone of her work brings people together for sovereign reclamation. Here for it. She dances between worlds, marrying the ancient healing arts of the priestess with modern day leadership technologies to make the powerful practical. Full body chills. Can you tell like why I'm so obsessed with her? (laughs) She is the creatrix of drum and fire, a monthly chanting collective for feminine vocal reclamation. She facilitates retreats around the globe to bring people back into relationship with their divine knowing and works one-on-one with women to tap into their innate potential. Of course, again, you can also catch her on Spotify with music for your spiritual revolution. So in the show notes, you can check out her latest single, The Priestess Reawakens on Spotify. You can check out her monthly chanting circles that I drop into every once in a while, all the ways to get in touch with her in all of the platforms and all of the ways. And she also has an e-course going on right now called the Vocal Reclamation e-course. And she does have a generous offer of 10% off. It's a very low barrier to entry with pre-recorded modules. I'm going to be doing it because I'm also noticing that I'm in this space of like, especially with the light language coming online and just noticing that I'm using my voice more right? Noticing that I'm drawn to instruments. I just got my first um, crystal sound bowl. Like I've just been very drawn to wanting to have more instruments during my own practice. And I keep visualizing when I move to the mountains, like having a basement with lots of light that I can walk out to, like that has this huge slider. And I just picture these beautiful wood floors or almost like this rustic concrete look, I'm still not sure, but just like lots of warmth, lots of plants, floors that I can like dance around in and move around in. And like this whole section with instruments, I just see it. And then a really fluffy rug, like just cozy. And I'm just starting to notice that I'm like, craving it more and craving it more. And, you know, if you've been in my world for a while, you know that I love music, I use music in so much of my work. I mean, like my foundational program, Remembrance Journey of the Awakened Woman, which by the way, is launching in May. So for those of you that were asking about the next round of this eight-week transformational portal, we have the next round for 2023 starting up soon. And I use music because music, right? It's like we create music when we use our when we use our voice. We create music when we when we walk, right? Like we create so much vibration and sound through just being ourselves, through just moving through life. And I'm starting to get more curious about like the vibration of sound and using it to alchemize what's going on in my life, in my work, in my service work and for myself. And so of course, Danny is just so inspiring. And for me, I'm like, I've always had the story that I I didn't like my voice, by the way. I hated my voice for so long. And so many people are telling me now, like, wow, your voice is so resonant or like, it's so soothing, or I love listening to you on the podcast. And so I'm like, oh, maybe this is just a story that I created. And then now I'm like, okay, Danny had kind of a similar thing where she was afraid to use her voice. She never considered herself a singer, quote unquote. And I'm just like, what if I just sing for the pure act of singing like, and, and not sing 
to be heard or not sing to perform or not sing for attention or not sing for validation? What if I just sing and like, let that be my measure of success and, and then start to tap into how things transform in my life and how my relationship with my myself transforms. And so Danny's just for one, like I said, I loved her vibe. I loved how she was just so herself and fun and playful and not so serious because we talk about this in the episode two where like there's the box of religion and there's the box of, of like spirituality. And there's a lot of boxes that like both of those polar ends of the spectrum like try to put you in and so Danny's like yeah we're burning that box down like yeah I'm busting through the box right we're busting through the box of what it means to be quote-unquote spiritual which is why the most spiritual thing that you can do is to be yourself that's what I believe and it feels like that's what Danny believes too and so we were like new friends and then we're it's like we're discovering each other it's kind of fun because we had one connection conversation before we recorded the podcast and we like fangirled over each other on Instagram and just were chatting back and forth. And so this, this conversation is kind of us getting to know each other in real time. (laughs) It's kind of like, oh, this is us. This is how we would actually be connecting and chatting, just trying to get to know each other like organically. And some people on the podcast I've known for years and they're some of my dearest friends. Some I don't know at all. And some I'm like cultivating and developing new relationships with in this lifetime of like, oh, wow, like this feels resonant. I feel a connection here, right? Some people I interview, I'm like, oh, this was this supported, but like I didn't feel a deep connection and that's fine. It's perfect. It's all beautiful, right? It's like not being attached to the medicine of whatever that conversation is. It doesn't mean like just because I bring someone on my show or somebody asked to be on the show and I say, yes, it doesn't mean that. I need to be besties with all of them. It doesn't mean that they need to like me. It doesn't mean that I need to like them. It doesn't mean that we need to stay connected, right? And then there's people like Danny who come into my world and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this just feels so fun and so light and so good. And it's infectious. Like her self-expression, her reclamation of her herself, right? And her voice um, and her relatability, is infectious. And I get that a lot from people as well, like especially people listening to the podcast when people write in, right? It's like my relatability is infectious because again, like I don't have it figured out. And if anyone's trying to pretend like they've got it figured out, they're pulling the wool over your eyes. (laughs) I have figured out many things that work for me. I no longer suffer. I, for the most part, like really do ultimately love my life and my existence. Do I have moments that are crunchy and salty? Of course. And I'm like, I don't, I I literally know nothing, but I know what love feels like. And I know what it feels like to be myself. And I know what it feels like to surrender into the great mystery. Like I, I know what these resonances feel like. And so I'm just going to keep following that. And so that's where the relatability comes in of like, yeah, what's, what is that for you? Right? What is like that feeling of love, that feeling of presence, that feeling of joy, that feeling of play, that feeling when you reconnect with someone for the first time, 
or when you connect with someone for the first time or when you just are like, oh, it's my people and it feels so good. It feels like a warm blanket, right? We know that feeling. So it's the same with my relationships. I do the same with my business. I do it the same with taking care and honoring my body. It's just like, oh yeah, I know that feeling. I know that feeling now. I know what it feels like to be connected. I know what it feels like to feel good and to feel that aliveness. And so I'm just going to keep being like, okay, we're going to keep, we're going to keep choosing that. Even in the moments where we're like, I had a moment this week, meltdown mode. Again, I wish I could bring my husband in here. Started my cycle, had all the things coming in with the offers. I was tired. I mean, my honey and I were like working on the house. It's a lot. And like, I had a moment where I was just like, like the wrath of me unleashed. I just like needed to get it out. And then I felt better. I'm just like, whoa, I'm tired. Exhaustion is kicking in this day. Like it just, it was just how it was. Like I was just overloaded. I felt like shit. And I finally just like let it all out. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a bath and I'm sleeping in tomorrow and I'm not getting up until I wake up and I feel like I'm ready to get up and I'm not touching my phone and I'm not doing anything for anybody else until I do my devotional practices (laughs) and I feel different. And guess what? The second I turned my phone on after that experience, I got a miraculous (laughs) text message from my realtor about an offer that had come in and this is the offer that we selected and so that was my medicine like yeah you're gonna feel it things are gonna come to a head and are you gonna keep resisting it are you gonna let it move are you gonna let it inform you where you're out of alignment where your body is trying to tell you something the body is the house of your soul and how all of this is connected and so the moment that I was like fuck this shit. I am not going to do this exhaustion story right now. Nope. And I like just brought myself back. I brought my field back into me. I literally was like, okay, I got this. I'm here. And I like reparented myself and I just surrendered. And then I start, I, I like cried the most amazing tears in the bath. Like I was connected to my vision for this house for this future of what I'm cultivating and calling in for this next chapter, my service work. I was just in my heart. I mean, I was crying. Like it was the most beautiful experience. And I was like, oh, I am good. I've got this. There is nothing to worry about. I don't have to overthink this. I get to let this go and give it to God. And that's what I did in that moment. I was like, I surrender. (laughs) I'm surrendered. Hello, if you can hear me, whoever is listening, benevolent being, seen and unseen, unknown and unknown, I am here. I am surrendered. Clearly, whatever I'm doing in this moment wasn't working. And so I'm choosing something different. And then I started to soften. And then I started to connect to my heart. And then I was like, in the quantum field. And I was like in a deep, deep, deep prayer and meditation. And I was so connected to my life and my vision for the future and humanity. I mean, I was just, I don't even know how long I was in there. I was just like, there was no time. 
And then when I felt ready and I got out and I'm like, I took my time and I sat outside with Luna and I got in nature. And then next thing you know, I don't know, it was probably like 1030 and I turned my phone on and I get this message and I'm just like, oh, wow, this is real. (laughs) I'm reminded again that this is real. And I got which my, my spirit team calls it my book of booms, which it's like my book of miracles, but booms is like lightning strikes. Like you're, this is your book of booms. Like when you have these big miraculous moments of, and revelations and awake, like these jolts of awakening, I was like, Oh, that this gets to be added to my book of booms. <laughs> like I legit surrendered. And I just like, I just was like, I trust I trust. I know that this is my path. I know I'm supposed to sell this house. I know my time in Sarasota is complete right now. I know I'm supposed to move to the Blue Ridge Mountains. I know. And I'm like, I know it. I'm not in fear anymore. Like whatever is meant to happen, I trust it. And then it was like, I mean, I can't even get into all the details yet. I'll probably give more detail once everything is like formally executed. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see how much (laughs) I divulge, but it's like, a miraculous sitch. Like, I mean, I I called this in, but like, I'm still in shock about it. <laughs> because that's what the limited mind does. That's what the everyday mind does. I'm like, all right, I'm giving this up to the higher mind. Like, that's it. And it's just laughable, right? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I know this. I know, quote unquote, that miracles and magic are possible, but I was like forgetting, right? Cause I was in my stuff. This is what the human experience is. And Danny and I talk about this in the episode, like that the humanity piece, like, and like the part where I'm allowed to have my moments. It was even funny. I have a Berkey filter and I'm totally going to call myself out here. I have a Berkey filter and I like all week wasn't filling it up. And finally on the day of my moon flow, like the day where like all of my emotions were heightened, my husband's like, hey, babe, you haven't been filling up the Berkey this week. What's going on? And I was like, <laughs> I don't remember what happened. It was like an out-of-body experience. And I was like, do you know why I haven't filled out the Berkey? Because and I'm like, and then when that happens, though, like, It's almost like I've learned that I'm not unleashing onto him. Like I know it's like I'm unleashing, but he's holding a sacred container for me. Like it's like he's not taking it as me unleashing. And it's not like I'm like, you. it's more like, like it's like I'm um, letting it out, but I'm not like unleashing onto him. So we've got this dynamic now and it's just laughable because when I got it out, he's like, you feel better? I'm like, yeah, I do things. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so what I'm really trying to say is, um, can I have a little bit more help around the house right now? Because I'm clearly not, <laughs> I'm clearly struggling. And he's like, sure, babe. And then like, right. That's all I needed to ask. So of course, uh, most of the time, like I know how to communicate with my husband, like, Hey, by the way, I've got this, this is going on, like I need a little bit more help. And he does the same, right? We're learning like, hey, I'm stretched thin or like I'm struggling right now. Can This is what I need from you. Does this work? And then of course there's t- times where like he said the thing and I was just like, 
right? Because I'm like, the old me would have been like, you fucking fill up the Berkey. Like, why can't you do it? Right. This is what happens when we're in our pain body and in our wounds and we start to get resentful. So instead of me being like, you need to do this, I was just like, here's my experience and here's why I'm like about to blow and self-combust. And then it just came out and I felt held because I know that like my husband's got me and he doesn't judge my emotions and he lets me be myself and he honors where I'm at. And I'm also not like expecting him to save me and I'm not like expecting him to be a mind reader. And it just kind of gets funny. It like breaks the ice. Like I have my moment and he's like, you done? (laughs) How'd that feel? I'm like, so much better. And then I can, and then it's like, right? Because that's what it is. All of that pressure inside of me, it was like, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. And this is why we unleash onto people, right? Because the second somebody says something, it goes, and it just like the lid just flies off, right? The tea kettle. And that's what, and then that usually triggers the other person. And then next thing you know, there's a full-blown conflict going on. So, right. So it's like every single time that I do have those moments where it's like, this is a time where I've got a lot going on and started my period. And like, I just didn't, I just had a long day. I was on calls and I was on zoom. It was like my long coaching call day. And so it's like, instead of me being victim of that, it's like, what if that was divinely orchestrated for me to practice? Like for me to practice, like, where could I refine that a little bit more? Like, where did I not honor myself? Where did I not listen? Where could I have cleared some things from my calendar? Where was I getting in my own way? Where was I not surrendering? Where could I have like, right? Like, cause when I do that, then that's when my dynamic and my communication with my husband shifts. And so I wasn't planning on getting into all this, but you know, this is like what happens when I'm just rolling with it in my, my podcast studio on my master bedroom closet. <laughs> and so much of that is what was expressed with Danny, right? It's like, this is what it means. Like you feel, you learn. It's like we, we were learn we learn So it's like, right, our relationships are mirrors for our relationship with self, right? So like, it's just helping that refinement process. And so of course, I still have my moments where I'm like in my wounds and I, I turn into the Hulk with my husband, but like, it's a very different, right? It's because it's like, I'm not afraid to share my emotions anymore. Um, and I'm super grateful that I have a partner who's willing to like practice and play with me in this space. Right. So it's like, I'm not suppressing, but I'm also, if I'm just feeling it, it comes out and, and then Chad usually laughs at me like, Ooh, that was a good one, you know? And then I'm like, Oh yeah, thanks. You know? And that relatability right there is like, yeah, I still, I still got it. So like I'm here as your ally, as your sister, like legitimately just being like, okay, I'm right here with you. And I'm, I'm committed to continuing to say yes to love, to say yes to honoring myself, to say yes to practicing, to say yes to feeling my emotions, to say yes to surrender, to say yes to trying things on. And also the commitment of what it takes to be like, yeah, I'm not going to touch my phone and I am devoted to myself to replenish so that I can 
can be back at my baseline of, of service, of nourishment, of love, of joy. So this is it. It's like, I'm just going to keep saying yes to that. Anywho, what else? I really enjoyed this episode. You're going to love Danny. If you are not in her world yet, make sure you check out the show notes and check out her song on Spotify, the vocal reclamation e-course, all the ways to get in touch with this amazing human that I'm sure I will bring on the, the show again sometime in the near future. And that's all I got for now. So got to feel it to heal it. And as Danny says, we got to clear out that shit so that we can shine. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to be quoting that for the rest of my life. All right. Much love. Chat soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Shine Radio. I have the glorious Danny Frederick here. You want to say hello for a moment? Hello, everyone. Such an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. And Danny is a divine feminine healer, songstress, and spiritual mentor. And we're new friends who reconnected again in this lifetime. (laughs) And I just had to have her come on the podcast. And I'm I'm sure we'll get into how all of that transpired. But can you just let our our audience know a little bit more about who you be in the world and and your service work? Yes. Uh, I just love how you hold sacred space as well. We did a little drop in before going live here with you all. And so we've got a full house. We've got our guides here. We got our higher selves. We have each other. Um, so it's really, really great to be here. And yeah, my name's Danny Frederick. Um, who am I in the world? <sighs> I really just see myself as a frequency holder of the feminine codes and the sacred mysteries. And that's what I've dedicated my life to. So you can find me on Spotify. You can find me at retreats. You can find me facilitating and, and teaching. But whenever or whatever I'm doing, um, it's really about just giving that permission slip to ourselves to come home to who we really are. So mm, I'm already taking notes over here. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is when we dropped into sacred space and I opened up the circle here, I was like, is there any other words that you want to add? And you go, let's party. Our guides are here. We're ready. And this is why I feel so connected to you because I was connected to you through Marin Bach Antonsen and you released a new single as an emerging artist. And we get to talk all about that. And I joined. I haven't, I don't really engage in a lot of free offerings anymore or programs. And I just was like, this feels yummy. And I immediately loved your vibe. And then I fan fangirled over you for a moment and sent you an IG message and we had some conversation and we've had, you know, I fangirled back. Yeah. And we were, and I, what did I say to you? I said, I basically reflected to you the vibe that I was feeling from connecting our humanity with our spirituality. And you were like, I feel so seen. So do you want to talk about Exactly that, like the element and the individuality that you're bringing to spirituality, which sometimes when we have, right, we have like the box of religion and we have the box of spirituality that sometimes the world wants to put us in and there's an expectation of what that gets to look like. So can we just go there for a minute, wherever you want to start? <laughs> I think I want to start by burning down the box, just all boxes. <laughs> let's just burn them. 
Done. (laughs) It's so funny because I didn't really understand my flavor of spirituality until people like yourself would come up and start reflecting it to me. Because to me, spirituality was always just becoming my authentic self, becoming my authentic self. What's my truth? What's most loving? What's most self-honoring? What's most self-revering? And I find that through that, I've become this really quote unquote spiritual person. And I always thought that that's just what everyone thought spirituality was. But then you start to have more conversations and get in more circles and quickly learn that there's just so many nuances to the human experience, right? And everyone has a different perspective. And actually a a call I was just on before this was all around um, people who, you know, they're holding this priestess archetype and they want to give themselves permission to be in more of what they're calling, what they had labeled like the dark goddess of like boundaries and cutting people off and things like that. And to me, I'm like, of course, like people say diamonds are a girl's best friends. I'm like, boundaries are a girl's best friend. And uh, when you can create boundaries that are self-loving, not boundaries because you want to cut yourself off from the world or because you have resistance or you're like, I hate you or you did this to me, boundary. Um, but when you can come yeah. from a neutral place of like, okay, it's most self-loving for me right now to not be in this relationship or to not be in this environment. And I can love this person from afar. Like that's a really beautiful thing that Mm. allows you to then start to dig more and more of your light up. Because at the end of the day, to me, spirituality is letting go, releasing so that you can become more of who you are. It's all already in there. We just put a bunch of shit on top of it. (laughs) So we just got to clear the shit. Clear out the shit so that you can shine. I think that that can be the tagline of this this episode. I love it. What's funny is I was in a mentorship program a couple of years ago and they're like, if you have an ice cream of, or if you have an ice cream cone with shit on the bottom and you just keep adding scoops of ice cream, you're still going to smell the shit. That's exactly. (laughs) And I do call it our sacred shit. And, 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 and to me, that is the work of the priestess. That is the work of the divine feminine leader, right? Is is welcoming the wholeness of, of the human experience, the shadow, the light, and everything in between. And that is why I love my sacred shit because it means that I'm growing. And it's all about our relationship with the shit <laughs> because it never stops, right? It's not like all of a sudden things just stop happening in our lives. Like we're humans, there's things, there's finances, there is natural disasters. We lose people, right? There's shifts that happen in the collective and in our individual lives. And yeah, that feels very resonant what you're, what you're expressing. And I think it's interesting, right? When we meet people for the first time in this lifetime, for example, you and I, and then we recognize like, okay, I'm not the only one. Sometimes it can feel isolating Mm-hmm. to feel this level of I same thing. I call it discernment because because for me boundaries it was a personal decision because I couldn't break through from that shadowy form of boundary that was mm-hmm. from the wound. Yeah. So this is the power of like we just do what's best for us, but it's we're saying the same thing is it's a clear boundary line of discernment, right? A clear sacred no. 
in love with an open heart from a place of neutrality, right? From a place of knowing that we're not separate at all <laughs> as, as humans. So yeah. yeah. And I love sharing. what you said there about like, it's, it's really about the frequency, right? So boundary was the correct word for me. It's not the correct word for you. That could have, it could feel really heavy. And so discernment is your key code. So it's kind of like we're gathering and we're experimenters and we're out here and we're gathering what key codes unlocks more of myself so that I can know and love more of me and be more of me in the world. Because I do think as more and more of our authentic selves come online, it really just becomes that much easier to hold that open-hearted space. We can't hold that open-hearted space that allows things to come into you know divine order upon their own accord around us. When we feel overshadowed or cut off or shamed or whatever we're doing in our internal world in some way. Mm -hmm. So the more that, you know, in my experience, the more I could make spaciousness in my body, the more that spaciousness was reflected around me. And I didn't have to do the whole like fix, 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 fix. Yeah. (laughs) One of my, one of my teachers, Marion Bach Antonson, who we met through, She calls these things reversal codes. And I think that's a huge reversal code that we have right now is growing up in an overly um, unbalanced, I'll say masculine paradigm is the solutionizers and the fixers. And that's rewarded. And how many times are we like talking with a friend and they solutionize for us? And it's like, oh, oh, that actually like kind of hurts and it like stops the flow. And so I find that, you know, when we can, kind of reverse that. And rather than being fixers, we can be frequency holders and just let things kind of come into divine order on their own time. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't actually have to work that hard and we can work magic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so juicy. And what you just reminded me of is I had a sister, I'm in the middle of launching a new program. It sounds like you are as well. Mm -hmm. And I had a sister like, oh, wow, what you're offering sounds very similar to what I used to offer. If you want to, if you want me to like share any of anything that I have, any content, any delivery methods, if you want to bounce ideas. And I just said, thank you. And what's most, what's most helpful for me right now is actually accountability in being the divine in action and being held in this sacred work that I'm doing and continuing to forge on and to not play small and to be visible. And actually what I'm not doing is gathering any feedback at all prior to launching anything from any human being, because that was so much of my old story. And I would love to hear the moment. Well, let's like, I have so many questions, but when what did you have an epiphany moment or was it a slow like constant tug of feeling out of alignment have you always felt connected spiritually because we have different paths and i'm sure we have different tools and modalities but it's the same thing we pause we create stillness to deeply listen to create spaciousness and then All of that gets filled with life force and light and service and joy and all of the things that we love. And then life just becomes more joyful and simpler and more easeful. doesn't mean there's not hard stuff, but for the most part, the overarching resonance is like, I love my life. (laughs) Can you agree with that? (laughs) Yes. And I will say mine came about in a very special moment of desperation. So that was mine too. Yeah. (laughs) 
So I so maybe tell people, yeah, like maybe tell people when your awakening journey started, how old you were, and maybe get give some details for people who might be feeling hopeless in this moment. Yeah, of course. So gosh, I was 25-ish, maybe. I'm gonna be 34 this month. Um, or in April, I guess, which is a couple days away. So Woohoo! Happy birthday! Happy solar return! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It feels so good. Especially, yeah, this, this year of 33 is really everything that people told me to be as far as like your Christed year. So it's very, very interesting, but, um, okay. So my moment of awakening happened probably around like 3am when I was like 25 and I just woke up and I looked out over at my partner at the time we had been together for like five and a half years have the utmost respect for him. He's a beautiful human. And I just said, like, I am so miserable. I'm so miserable. Why do I live here? I don't feel fulfilled. I have no friends here. I don't like it here. And at the time I was living in, should I say the state? I don't know if that's going to offend people. Look, here's the deal. I'm going to drop it. And this is it's just my experience. I'm not saying that, you know, where I grew up is bad or wrong or good or bad, but I was Wisconsin born and raised. I always felt really, really out of place in a small town. Um, people are lovely, but people are also um, less open-minded. And at least that was my experience. I don't want to, I don't want to label any populace, but I then went to college. I had met this beautiful man and we were together for five and a half years. And I had always wanted to leave Wisconsin because um, I just felt like an outsider. And so that was part of it is I I went through the, not, now I can look back and know this, but I didn't know at the time there was so much self-abandonment. It was like, nope, I got this really good job that you don't say no to. Like everyone wants this job. They hire like less than 1% of applicants. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to do this job. This job was so out of alignment for me. It was like project management and whatnot and technology and software, but I was good at it because I was one of those people that was like, do you need me to be a circle? I'll be a circle. Do you need me to be a triangle? I'll be a triangle. Like whatever you need, I'll do it. Just pay me. Right. And now that I'm like where I'm at now, I realized it was like part of the the healing that I've had to done is like a wound around prostitution. Like that's really a strong word, but that's really at my core what I was doing was prostituting myself out um, and just so much self-abandonment. And so anyways, I'm in this beautiful relationship and it's great on paper. And so I'm staying and, you know, five and a half years passed and, and I just woke up and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm in this place that I don't like. I'm in a job that I hate. I'm not fulfilled. I feel like I don't connect with anyone. I have no friends. All my friends are like through my, my partner at the time. Um, and it just dawned on me that, that we had to, we had to break up and, um, I just needed to start totally new and understand what it was to like choose myself. And part of that is I always had this driving force since I was a kid of thinking that I'm supposed to live like this wildly fulfilled life. And people would tell me that that's fantasy and no, you collect your money at work and then you have fun outside of work. And that just never resonated for me. I was like, Absolutely not. That's not what, that's not what we're here to do. That's not the life I choose to live. And so, um, you know, we had a beautiful decoupling, I'll call it. Um, cause we still had to live together for a little bit after that. Cause of course, in, in my great timing, we had just signed our, our lease for the next year. <laughs> and I was like, eh, here we go. 
Um, so, so we, we separated and four months later I moved to Manhattan and I just remember calling my mom and saying like, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, like know that I died happy because I moved there and I felt like, Oh, I found my people. Like my people are here. They get my sarcasm and my humor and I'm making friends quickly. And the, the pace of the city just felt right to my nervous system and it was the medicine I needed at the time. Um, you know, right now I could not live in Manhattan. My, I would be way too overstimulated. I'm more of like a beach girl now. And I'm sure my next chapter is going to look different as well. But that was the first, the first thing where I basically, I had a be- an amazing job on paper, an amazing partner on paper, nice apartment. And it's like, I had to just choose myself of, Hey, I know that everything on paper and everyone's telling me I I have this beautiful life, but I feel like shit. So what am I going to do about it? Mm. And I just had to deal with it because no one could understand. But I knew that if I was in that same place, another five years down the road, I'm just hopping out the window at that point, like game over. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing. I can absolutely relate. And I know for me, it was a little bit later in my twenties. Right. And it seems like this is kind of what happens is it's like, wait, is this my life or is this somebody else's life that somebody, you know, parents, society, movies, TV, Hollywood, whatever it is, pop culture told you how it needed to look. And I also love that you were like, should I say the state? Because this also goes to show us like, there's, you know, I want to give you permission and remind your, your inner child and just remind the part of you that doesn't want to share it. It's like, yeah, we're allowed to not like a state. Or a, or a state may not work, just like with New York, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I could never do that now. The the invitation to always change our mind. What's funny is everybody knows now that I'm moving to North Carolina and I've literally had people to my face say like, this person just moved there and they hate it. Or, oh my gosh, why do you want to move there? So what's interesting about what I realize is there's a part of me that would get triggered by like, how dare you? project onto me with my excitement to move to North Carolina. And then I get to check myself of like, wait, there could be a million reasons why. I mean, this person may not like the cold. Like this person could have an ex-lover in North Carolina and all of a sudden everything North Carolina they hate. And that's where you get to just be like, it's all good. Like, this is my life. This is what I'm choosing. So I just wanted to make light of that, right? Because this is the human experience that comes on. Like, ah, should I say this thing? Because we don't want to offend people. But I've never been to Wisconsin. So I have a totally neutral stance and I still (laughs) may visit one day. (laughs) And that's the thing too. It's like, how can we be so in our being and so in that neutrality where we know that, no, it's just like, you, you know, water off a duck's back. Or that like other people's opinions, you know, if someone's listening here of, okay, yeah, you can still come to Wisconsin and enjoy the cheese curds. Like it's great. <laughs> we have great exactly. stuff, whatever. Um, exactly. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like when we start to really connect with divine orchestration, like it needed to happen that way for you to get to New York and have your experience there. And now let's talk about your nomadness because you're just traveling all over the world. Like clearly this is part of your, your soul journey in human form, right? Is to explore different parts of the world. And I've always felt the same way. I've always wanted to explore other cultures. I've been all over the world since such a young age. And I still, I just love to travel 
because I'm like, I want to meet new people. I want to see things. Like, I just want to be able to ex- like be immersed in the experience of life. So yeah, let's talk about that. How did that happen? You know, it's so funny because I was totally the opposite. I like never traveled. It was not, I didn't really get why people traveled. I had friends that traveled and never interest me. And, um, you know, I don't know where this comes in. I know that we talked about you. You have some human design background, but I've heard it through the human design system. I've heard it through some other systems and healers and sessions that there's like three distinct parts to my life. And I really feel like the first part was like a no travel, be as suffocated as possible, be, you know, in self-abandonment, all of these things. So I can learn the opposite of that and what that looks like. And so I didn't go outside of the country. I mean, maybe Mexico a couple of times, but I'm not going to count that. Um, But like really out of the country on my own until I was probably like 27 and especially the past two years, it's just really revved up and I'm a Sagittarius rising and I feel like it's really me stepping in. Are you? Of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> um, and I really just feel that fire coming online in a big way. And so um, I felt a ton of resonance with Glastonbury in the UK and really feeling like that whole area. I'm going to go to Scotland later this year. Um, Ireland, hopefully someday I keep trying to get there for some reason. I'm, I keep being rerouted, so it's not the right time for me, but one day I will be in Ireland. Um, and I just feel like the King Arthur codes coming online for the world and those heart codes really coming on in a really big way. And, and feeling like they all stem from there and feeling really at home at home when I go there. Um, I also went to Kauai and went there for three weeks. Um, and that's a place that I've probably gone four or five times in the past two years when before I didn't even know that Island existed. Um, and I just share that because it's like, I'm getting called to places where there's medicine for me and stories, soul stories to remember. And then I was in Egypt for two weeks recently. Um, and I'm going to be going back to Glastonbury. So it's all, it's all super divine. I feel really, really grateful to be able to um, not only travel, but to be on this life path where I can tune into the subtleties and understand like what past lives have been there and what wisdom is there for me to um, really unlock within myself and bring forward in the present day. Yeah. Yeah. I've been definitely, we have, we talked about this in advance that we have some, some similar there's some similar ley lines that are being crossed over and where we're being called. And actually, Marin is directly connected to what initiated my pilgrimage trip to Egypt. And um, I don't even know what year that was. I think it was April. It was actually a year ago, just around the eclipse time. So we're about to enter the eclipse portal soon. Um, and I think that this is where I want to go next, because this is when you start to flex the trust muscle and get out of your own way. Like to any probably normal quote unquote person, it's like, why are you going to go to the same place so many times? And there's all these places to go and just trusting, right? Trusting in, for example, financially, like, right? Trusting that you'll be able to pay for it. Trusting that it's all going to work out when you're there. Trusting in the timing of it all. Trusting in, There's a reason why I'm supposed to be going to this particular part of the world this many times. So maybe you can share some of, obviously, mine was in my late 20s as well. I'm 36. So it's been over a, you know, over a decade. But I would say really in the last couple of years, 
probably late 2019, early 2020. So maybe three, four, five years ago, I started waking up in, in big ways and it wasn't a gradual thing. It's like a very like the, the sad, the fire, right? Like it was this, um, awakening journey and it was a little confusing at first. And I still, because it's like the mind wants to understand and it's us trying to control it. So I'm just curious to know, maybe if you can share what's helped you, what supported you in trusting your your inner compass and trusting your intuition and being truly spirit-led, right? Like going where the divine takes you, launching new offerings in the world, using your voice in the world, which we'll get into in a bit. Do you have any like, because I know you like to bring the practicality in and we'll talk about that in, in your bodies of work. Maybe if you can share with the audience, what are some things that you do to help you connect and to clear your channels and to be open to possibility of of where your, your soul is leading you to next? Mm, I love this so much. Well, first of all, I'm really quiet about my shit. I am not airing it. I don't let people know what I'm up to. There are certain sisters I have when they call and we'll do a check-in and it's like, hey, I'm launching this or this is what I'm thinking about. But other than that, I don't share it with family. I don't share it with quote unquote friends. I don't share with colleagues because I want to reserve the right to change my mind. And I also, just like you were saying, you know, as a society, we're kind of conditioned to give our two cents, right? And I don't want anyone's two cents infiltrating the truth of my experience um, until it's really, really integrated. So like, I'm not going to come on here and talk about something unless it's something that like is that has been tried and true in my path, because I don't want to invite any judgment around something that's growing in me. It's kind of like when you're beginning to grow vegetables and the little seedlings coming up, like, you know, you have it in a little jar and you protect it. It's not just out there in the storm in your yard, ready for like a wolf to come eat it. Right. So I do think discernment around knowing what's true for you and what it needs to grow is, has been like such an incredible, um, tactic for lack of a better word for me of, really letting something become anchored within my being and allowing it just to speak for itself rather than saying, Hey, here's what I'm up to here. Or here's what I'm working on. Um, except with like a select few people. Now, as far as clearing, I love that you bring this up because especially right now, I think this is so important for everyone and in, in children as well. In fact, I was just talking with a friend who had reached out because she was like, Hey, I'm like starting to see numbers everywhere, like the same number. And, you know, I'm kind of like down for the spiritual, but not like you're the spiritual person I know. Can we hop on a call? Right. And I hadn't spoken with her in probably five years, but I do have those relationships where it's like, if you need me, call me. Right. And so we hopped on and we were talking actually about, um, clearing the energy of her, her children, her children acting out in some ways, because, we're all sponges. And especially right now with the collective, everything that's getting kicked up, it's really important that we keep our energetic fields clean and our children's energetic fields clean. And she actually noticed as she was cleaning the field, um, a big change in, in her, in, 
in her child's behavior. Um, because what can happen is we can take on judgments, emotions, thought forms that are not ours just because we're going out into the world to the grocery store and we're coming back. And so just like we take a shower for our physical bodies, we need to take showers for our energetic bodies. And it can look really, really simple. Um, I think it's important to do at the more in the morning and in the evenings. And it can be as simple as putting your hand on your heart and just saying, okay, I now release all that is not mine. I'm in a bubble of light. Only light can be here and only light may come to me. Done. (laughs) You know, it doesn't have to be some huge thing. Although, um, because I am a glutton for spirit in some ways, I do love (laughs) to make it a huge thing. (laughs) I love the candles and the oils and, you know, the Florida water and the Oracle cards and the whole thing. I I, I love a good, I love a good spirit jam sesh and clearing sesh. But, um, I do think that that's one way to, to stay really connected to your heart and to spirit is to say, look, I'm here for love and I'm connected. And anything that keeps me from being connected is no, not longer, no longer welcome in my field. Mm. Period. We're done. So, mm. yeah. And what I'm hearing from you for both is really like that outside, right? It's like the seen and unseen, like stuff that gets in the way and, and murks things up of the purity of our essence, right? So, the first was just like people coming into our field that are doing their best that just want to help and might like say, hey, I think you should do this, 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 and this. And then there's that little, you know, we start to have that little piece of our mental chatter that starts to be like, you sure you don't want to do this? You sure you don't want to make this an option? You sure you don't, you don't want to rewrite this thing or change this thing or delay it or start it sooner? And then what you're saying about, you know, clearing our field. I mean, I'm like twice a day. I do it. I mean, I do it before I get on every call. We did it before yeah. here because, and this is what I'm hearing from you is for both of them, it requires slowing down. Mm-hmm. It requires the spaciousness and the pause and the breath when somebody gives us unsolicited feedback to, again, not take that on and to just say, thank you, and to just let it go and let it roll off your back or to say, actually, this is, you know, I'm in a space of whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I said, I'm in a space of really practicing trusting my my intuitive self and the purity of my essence. And I'm just saying no to everyone else. And that requires a lot of devotion and a lot of discipline. So all of these things that Danny and I are talking about, it's not like we just woke up and all of a sudden we claimed it and it was done forever. That's called you're evolved and ascended and you're likely no longer on planet earth. Like this is part of it. It's the like, Oh, there it is again. Oh, there's, there it is again. Like there's an opportunity for me to stand in my, my innate power. There's an opportunity to use my voice. There's an opportunity to slow down and to pause and say, is this really my thought? Is this really my choice? So thank you for giving two really simple practices for, for, you know, our community. And if you're listening to this podcast, you likely are connected spiritually, I would imagine, (laughs) or you're dabbling. But if you're new, I love that you're helping a friend that has a child because this is about open-mindedness. Like the moment that we say, I don't believe this, this isn't true because science is starting to prove so much. I mean, there's so much that the naked eye can't see. So just try it. If you're feeling icky, 
Mm-hmm. I just did a 15 minute cardio blast outside in my backyard. And I was like using breath and sound and movement. And I was feeling a lot of stuff. Like I was feeling anxiety coming out and just being behind the computer for a couple hours before that and just letting it go. And then it just becomes a part of life. And I want to circle back to what you said, because this is something that it sounds like you've kind of always embodied and held. And it was very new for me. And it came through in meditation and prayer. I don't even know, maybe a year ago or so, which is authenticity is spirituality, period. And there's no separation. So when we're doing our priestess work and when we're in circle and when we're doing all these things and on these pilgrimage trips, it's no different than going to the grocery store, then spending time with a friend and her child and helping her through that, then eating your favorite meal. And so I wish I knew you during those times where I didn't recognize (laughs) because it it simplified everything for me. Like point blank, I'm a multidimensional being and just me being my authentic self is spiritual period. There is nothing more I need to do, but be me. That's it. That feels so much better. I mean, I have full body chills when you say that, because again, it's about taking, getting rid of everything that's not there. Right. So, you know, I think there can be this, um, this projection onto spiritual people of, wow, like I've heard the following statement before, you know, especially cause I'm a fire I'm, I'm Aries. I'm sad. Like <laughs> it has been a long road of me coming into relationship with my feelings and my um, anger and my rage and being able to transmute that into actual fuel and power and compassion rather than like nails gouging someone, someone's eyes out. Um, and it's like, Oh, for all that meditation, you know, you do, you sure like, aren't that Zen. (laughs) I've gotten that too. Aren't you supposed to be like, you're not like very spiritual and it. And it's like, look, if you're a light worker, which anyone listening to this podcast is, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's not that you become spiritual and it all goes away. In fact, if anything, it probably steps up its game and you're only going to become more sensitive and feel more things. What's different is you begin to grow the musculature to actually do emotional alchemy where you're no longer in reaction and spewing your baggage over whoever's around you or whatever's around you, but you realize this compassion of, okay, here's this trigger here's this wound. Here's where it comes from. Maybe sometimes you have that story, you know, like, okay, this childhood trauma. And sometimes you don't have the story. You don't always have to. Sometimes it's collective. You're not going to have a story. And it's like, Hey, here's this emotion. What does it here to help me learn? Oh, wow. I'm really pissed right now. Oh, I definitely let let that person cross my boundary. Like what's my accountability and can I have so much compassion for myself and the other person that everyone's doing their best at every given moment, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. Even a psychotic murderer is doing the very best they can on this earth plane. I'm not excusing any of the actions, but what I'm doing is I'm inviting compassion and understanding to, okay, let me come into neutrality. It doesn't mean that People don't need to be held accountable. But what it does mean is I realize what's within my control, what's not within my control. And I'm choosing to love this part of myself and see this part of myself and witness this part of myself rather than shoving it down and going and watching TV or whatever. But I'm going to sit here, I'm going to breathe and I'm going to release. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to release. 
Because what happens is, as you know, like trauma is trapped in our body. So we need to give it that outlet to release, but can we do it in a way that is safe for us and others? And that's private because oftentimes whoever's triggering us, it's not actually about them. (laughs) The universe is very, very loving. And you know what it wants? It wants to clear all the shit out of our shit. So it's going to orchestrate these things of like, oh, Danny has that. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, I was, I also, I, as you know, um, and we'll get to later in this podcast, I do a lot around vocal reclamation and the feminine voice and opening that up. And so, you know, my soul designed my life perfectly to, be told when I was little that I'm too loud. I sing too high. I talk too fast, you know, whatever. I was just wrong in my expression. And I recently, um, when I went to Egypt, had a a huge inner child healing. And it's so funny because I was pulling Oracle cards before I went, like seeing what's this trip mean for me? Like, ah, I want to be like this awesome priestess, whatever. (laughs) And And I kept getting this inner child healing card. And I was like, oh, it's probably because we're going to be playing drums and systems and we're going to be in music and I'll just be in like my full joy, my (laughs) full child, like joy. I can't wait. No, no, no. It was eight hours of me crying in a room by myself, (laughs) which was the inner child healing. And what had come up, you know, I I've done so much work around this and, and but it's still there that that wound. And I had overheard someone just saying something about like, oh, people who sing loud are are like full of ego. Like they just want to be heard. And in that moment, like I felt, I felt my little girl, like literally go down into a cave. It's like, I had worked so hard to get her out of the cave. She still wasn't like fully in maturation yet, but she was out of the cave. And now she went to the cave, like she shut the rock over the cave door. And my sister who was, um, I mean, my priestess sister, not, not a blood sister. Um, she felt it in that moment. Cause I had confided in her later. I was like, I need to talk this out with you. And then I need to go work it out on my own, but it needs to be witnessed by two people. I feel like, and she's like, I felt that part of you leave in that moment. It was that visceral. And so I went into my room. And I just sat there and I talked to that little girl and I just cried and I cried and I cried and validated her feelings that she feels like she doesn't have a voice, that she's not welcome, that people don't like her, that she's stupid, you know, all these voices that come up and I just held space. I didn't make her wrong and I didn't try to prove her right. I wasn't like, people shouldn't say that. It's like, no, wow. Yeah. I feel this way. Yeah. That sucks. And I just kept crying and I just stuck with it. Cause I was like, fuck this. I'm getting her out. I have spent so many years. I am not leaving this fucking room until, until she's back. Mm. So, um, and it got to the point where it was incredibly profound. And all of a sudden I saw her come out of the cave in my mind's eye. And not only did she come out of the cave, but she had wings and she was like fully healed. And she was like, now let me show you the magic. And she like took my hand and the Aladdin song of like a whole new world. I started playing in my mind. It was like this whole thing. 
And it really yes. was a new world. Like I left that room and I literally was like, I am on a new timeline because not only did I feel better, but I truly, truly felt, and I had known this before and been able to kind of get to this place on, in a mental way, but this was a full body gratitude for the person who triggered me. I wanted to go up to him and like lay one on him, like a big smooch and just be like, thank you for saying that comment. Like I have more of myself. I have more of my power. I am like that piece of me now is fully untouchable. She's still flying in the ethers. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's, I don't even know how I got on this story, but point being, I think is the triggers are so powerful. And when we can do that emotional alchemy, we become more and more of ourselves. And it's never about the external. It's always about the universe orchestrating these, these situations for mm -hmm. us to, to see if we're game, you know? Life is like, you want to live a beautiful life? Great. Let's clear you out. Are you going to lean um, in or are you going to lean out? Oh my gosh. So many synchronicities. And I'm glad that you said what you said at the beginning around like, I don't know the exact words, but like a serial killer mass murder murderer, right? Like is doing the best that they can. I've said that on the podcast several different ways and I've gotten a lot of backlash in different settings for the level of leadership that I feel is very important for, for my authenticity at this point in time, also knowing that I'm doing my best to practice it at any given moment. And one thing that I know Marin said that stuck with me that I use all the time is everything on this planet is either uh, an act of love or a cry out for love. And that is the level of compassion that I feel the world needs right now. And then I love the visceral example because I had the same freaking experience in my own way in Egypt. And oh, God bless Egypt. God bless <laughs> Egypt. And what was funny is I didn't have any intentions. I had a, I did not want to, I said yes. And then I had a massive, I'm not going. It was that kind of thing. Like yeah. I was like, I'm, I was trying to think of all the reasons not to go. And I ended up going. And of course it was the most amazing time, but what kept coming through was like fear of my authentic self. Mm. And in the Philae and Isis's temple and at Philae, I had a very profound experience. And there was some other women who were like, oh, wow. I, it was like, I took it as projection or judgment or like, I can't do that. Or how does she do that? Or I can't let myself surrender. And for me, it was like, I'm too much. I should hide. I should stop myself from feeling, from being, from having these divine experiences and again, it was that same piece where I got to look at that, like, where am I hiding who I am for the sake of other people? And I'm actually creating a powerlessness in the other person when I play small, like I'm showing other people what's possible. I'm liberating others through my own liberation. And just like, again, allowing the divine to pour through me. And I mean, I've had several of those experiences where I remember, but I don't. And I'm like, I was, I was there, but I wasn't. And it was such a, it was just such an ancient, like visceral cry, guttural healing. And I held nothing back. And there were times in the trip where I did, I did still hold myself back a little bit, but I kept being like, what is that? Right. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden it was clear and it was gone forever. But it was just that awareness. And now, ever since I got back, I keep leaning into where am I not 
being fully expressed to keep other people feeling safe and in their comfort zones and demonizing or questioning or being in fear of my my human experience. So thank you. So Egypt, you know, Egypt does the job. Egypt. And yeah, it's like you said, you know, it's you brought up devotion earlier. Like to me, devotion is like choosing yourself over and over again, choosing what you know to be true, choosing love over and over again. And it's practice, it's practice, it's practice. We're never there. Otherwise, like you said, totally. we'd, be we'd be enlightened masters. <laughs> and that's what I really believe this podcast is all about. Like, I don't know shit. And I love that I don't know shit. I am only doing what I believe is best for myself and in service to the highest, highest, highest timeline of this planet. And I, as long as I'm doing my best to walk with an open heart and to keep saying yes to myself, that's it. And that's what I'm feeling from you, which is why I brought you on here. So I would love to know quickly before we share everything that you're up to using your voice, of course you had that massive clearing because of what you're creating and putting out into the world. But I want to know because I don't know if I've ever defined this on the podcast before. What is a priestess to you? What does the priestess archetype mean to you? (laughs) I think about this all the time. (laughs) Because it's another one of those things, right? Where I do feel like there is an essence, there is a template to this archetype. And I do believe that every single man or woman is bringing their own flavor and bringing, you know, their puzzle piece of the truth through. And I think one of the biggest things is going back to being that frequency holder and making yourself a vessel for divine mother, whoever you want to, however you want to relate to like spirit to fill you up. So that people and things around you can come into resonance with that. So again, rather than saying, you know, I want peace and telling people, hey, like you are taking peace away from me. You're too loud. You're too this. You're too that. Or like, you're, let me fix your life. Like, oh, look how you're behaving this way. And it's robbing you of peace. And, you know, going back into that fixing and solutionizing archetype that we've all been conditioned to unplugging from that and say, okay, how do I cultivate peace within myself? And knowing that if I'm in a chaotic space and I just am holding the peace, I don't need to say anything that that invites what's ready, willing, and able to align to that according to divine love and divine timing and divine wisdom to come into divine order and resonance with that peace. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example, like a, cause I always like to bring it down to like a practical story is when I first and this was before I even knew what a priestess was before I knew what spirituality was. It was really me just coming into choosing myself and coming into self-awareness around patterns and then trying new things. <laughs> it's really where I was, but I was already doing some of the priestess arts of like space holding. So I remember I was going to dinner with a girlfriend and I was really hyper-masculine. You had a problem. I was going to fix it. I was going to give you all the suggestions. I was going to give you notes, receipts, consultation, advice, (laughs) you name it. Like, what do you want? I have it all, right? Which God bless my friends. I'm sure that was a nightmare. But um, I had learned a little bit. I think I was reading Alison Armstrong at the time. And she does a lot of work around the masculine and the feminine. And, um, so I just told myself, you know what, I'm going to listen to this person. And every time I want to interject, I'm just not going to for at least three times. So when I feel myself 
going to be like, oh, you should do this. Like, I'm just going to stay quiet. And then if a fourth time comes up, I'm going to ask a question instead of giving an answer. And I'm going to stay curious. And that's that was my whole plan. So, um, and that my, that was my whole practice for myself. And it was beautiful. So, you know, the dinner went great. There were tears. It was beautiful. And we're walking home. And she was like, I want to let you know that that was better than any therapy session I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And she had been going to therapy for years. And all I did was I held the frequency of, I know that you are a badass. I was looking over at her. And in my mind's eye, I was just saying like, you are beautiful. You're amazing. You are strong. You are everything. I didn't say that, but I held that. I held the highest potential for her in my mind's eye while I held space. And what what happened? She came to her own conclusion. She came to her own answers because, you know, it's there's so many times when we think we have the answer for someone and we don't, but they do. And they just need us to hold that space to help them remember that they do. So I do feel like a big part of being a priestess is being a space holder and a frequency holder for people to discover their own truth. It's not about here's the priestess path, here's dogma and introducing parameters and structures. It's about hey, here's what I found has really helped me to hold the frequency and cultivate the frequency of unconditional love. Am I unconditionally loving all the time? Absolutely fucking not, especially not with myself. (laughs) So, but it's like, it's the goal that I have and it's the North Star that I hold. And so that to me is what a priestess is, is a cultivator of unconditional love, a space holder, a frequency holder, and someone who's here to birth new paradigms and trust in the sacred mysteries that open up from within, not taught to us in books or the outside world. Yes, that's my favorite definition I've ever heard. So thank you. (laughs) And I love that practice because I absolutely no, right. It was like, I'm going to fix everybody else and I'm going to help everybody else. So I don't have to look at myself. That was my story before my awakening. And so, and it's the same with my work. It's the same. It's what I teach others. I don't teach you anything that doesn't already live inside of you. What I teach you is to open the door that's already there. You just got to, you know, remove some of the dust and some of the cobwebs that are in there. Right. And so this is it. Like we, Danny and I didn't know each other. There's a reason why, right? Because this is universal (laughs) intelligence. This is not anything that we made up. This is not anything that we learned from a book. Maybe we read something or somebody activated something that already was dormant within us through hearing them, through being with them, through sacred ritual, through sacred travel. But this is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. So I wanted to ask you that question because we're, we're coming up to the end of our time here together today. And you have a new single out called The Priestess. Is it Reawakens? Yes, The Priestess Reawakens. Because just like you said, right, things are dormant, but we've been this stuff in other lifetimes. And so it's just a matter of remembering and letting her come online. Yes. So we're going to make sure you get all the juicy goodness in the show notes. Okay. So when I listen to it, It's not, I love it because it's a chant. So do you have a couple extra minutes to just explain the, like, because it's, how long is the song? It's like two, is it, it's not like. I don't even know. I would have to, you know, here, I have it right here. Let me just look. (laughs) It's probably three minutes. Yeah. I feel like it's just a little jolt in the car and I love it because I think I told you, I'm like, it feels like a little bit savage in there. Like, it's just like, mm, 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 mm. 
And that's why I love it because I've heard so many chants. I've heard so many priestess songs, right? So many songstresses. And this has like a vibe and I love it because it's your vibe. It's your flavor. It's almost like there's a zillion instruments in the world that are all playing at the same tune, right? And your instrument has a little bit of like, mm, 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 mm. and I love that. I can, I can connect to that. Oh, thank you, sister, for seeing me. I appreciate you. And yes, you know, here's the thing. I like, you know, it's like spirit slay, like let's go. Spirit is sexy, like spirit is powerful. And spirit is also all the other things, right? Like we talk about there's other priestess songs out there. And I'm so grateful for all the other songstresses because they have awakened in me. And what I feel like my calling is to do is, cool. Like when we want to like go to the club, like let's bring spirit with us. Like let's not have things be separate. So to me, I'm like, let's make a fucking vibe and like, let's know who we are. Let's know, own our power. And, you know, frequency is so powerful. And a lot of the music that is mainstream, you know, if you reach a certain level of self-awareness, you'll wake up realizing that if you were in a store, like the grocery store, and they were playing a song, you're going to wake up with that song in your head. It's actually playing in the background and that programs you. So you can be programmed to um, lean more into separation, to lean more into chaos, to lean more into doubt. Um, you can also program yourself to lean more into power, more into love. It's it's not it's it's really not rocket science. I mean, ah. it is quantum physics, but it's not rocket science. And and so for me, I'm like, wow, I really want to be able to go to my Spotify and play some fucking jams and also feel like I'm still ascending and evolving at the same time. Because what was happening for me is I was like, oh, you know, I love I love these some of these these mainstream playlists. But I know afterwards I'm going to have to like do work to get like my light quotient back up there. You know, it's like if you're going to choose like, okay, I'm going to have this margarita. Like, look, nothing's wrong with having a margarita if that's your jam. But it's like if I do do that, I know like, okay, like tomorrow, like I'm not going to be my best self. And, you know, I'm going to have to do some extra work to get back to feeling super anchored in who I am. And so that was really, um, that's really my goal with, with the music that I'm releasing on Spotify is to have it be something that you can vibe to and jam to. Yeah. And just so much of what you shared is about self-expression, right? About using your voice, obviously what you shared about with Egypt. And, and I remember us even connecting and you talking about like releasing perfectionism, right? There's just so much that you're right? Like, because there's always that piece of like, oh, it's got to be perfect. When is something ever done? I remember when I started painting again with my friend, Pat, I'm like, how don't you know when it's done? He's like, sometimes you just got to say it's done because the mind will be like, keep going. There's a little bit more. You want to be perfect. Right. And so I love that you're like, yeah, because again, it's like the frequency and the intention behind the, the music. And I got my first, you know, crystal sound bowl after it was like everything kind of activated. I'm start, I'm going to make a drum soon. I'm, I'm, and I've always used music in my work and I've always felt really connected to music. And I agree. It's the same reason why my spirit teams like get on TikTok and I'm resisting it because I can't take the vibration, but this is why 
people like you, right? For me, it's like, okay, in social media, like this, we need a little, we need to sprinkle a little bit of light. We need there. the fairy dust. <laughs> and it's the same thing with pop culture, really everything, right? With music. And it's true. Like a lot of these reels that we're seeing, like the people don't even understand the lyrics and and the frequency behind these, you know, these songs that are going viral. So I want to thank you, right? Because this is about intentionality, right? This is about self-expression. This is about creativity. You're having fun. Your brother's producing your music, which is amazing. Uh, Yes, it is a family affair. And I'll just, I'll just add really quickly for anyone out there who's, who's like wondering, should I do the thing? And well, side note, I also got full body chills when you said TikTok. So you're obviously... So you've got to go there, have fun. Let me know how it is. Oh, I've been on it. Oh, you're on it. Okay. I've kicked in scream the entire way. I resisted it for like six months. I'm still there, but I, I, I'm like, okay, I I got to like really be intentional about this. You're doing the work. Thank you for going there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Cause that was full body chills. And the thing is, if I worried about being perfect, the song still wouldn't be out. Um, I've learned enough in my trials and tribulations of just, you know, trying to lean into creativity and getting a project off the ground and then not having it go anywhere because of my perfectionism, where I kind of knew like the red flags to look for. So I I do believe nothing in our experience is ever wasted. There's so many creative projects in my wake that just died because of my perfectionism, but they were all perfect because this time around, my brother sent it to me and I had this, you know, concert planned. Um and so I, I woke up the, the day of the concert. I had this text from him at 1.30 a.m. saying, here it is, because again, this is our first time producing a song. We don't know what the F we're doing, but we're doing it. We know we're called to do it. Um, and so the timeline was really, really crazy. And I uploaded it without listening to it. I was I, like, if I listen to this right now, I will not, it's not going to go out and I will not, not have this go out. I know that I learned through doing, so I'm doing it. So then, oh my gosh, I love this. This (laughs) makes it even that much better. (laughs) Later I listened to it and I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, Nick, thank you so much. You crushed it. Like I had been, we had decided on some instrumentals and I had heard about 30 seconds of it up to that point, but it's a three and a half minute song. And so I had no idea what to expect. And I'm just, I'm just so, 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 so yeah. grateful. Um, oh, but I love that. Cause this is what I tell my clients. Like um, I have someone who's starting a new business right now. And I'm just like, let me tell you what I do when I record videos. I don't watch them. I do it once unless I royally screw up something that I say and like the words don't come out. I record it once. I don't look at it. I post it like I put it on Vimeo, give it to my website team. And like, I don't even look at it again because if I did, I would do it 34 times. And that's like, not. it's like, okay, if I'm in my heart and I am doing my best to show up and this feels authentic, it doesn't matter what my hair looks like. It doesn't matter what the lighting is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters. Even what I say, people are going to feel it. So thank you for, right? Because that's a big deal. Like you're an emerging artist on Spotify. Like you're releasing music. This is not just like you drop something on SoundCloud and didn't tell anyone. So 
Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for, for again, showing people what's possible. And I wouldn't be like jamming out to it in the car on my drives. If you had, if you would have gotten it stuck in perfectionism and waited to release it. So with that, right. So there's clearly some work you get to do here to help activate, right. Other people in their own self-expression and using their voice. So you have a voice reclamation e-course on the horizon. Do you want to share that before we pop off? Yes, I would love to. So yeah, it's, it's my spirit directives are becoming clearer and clearer. And it's just like you said, right. You're like, I don't want to do TikTok, but you know, you got to go there. And my directive was put this together ASAP, get it out ASAP. So it's a very, um, it's a super, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like low barrier product to entry, because it's just about women reclaiming their voice. And, you know, sometimes I hesitate to say women because I'm like men too, you know, I want the masculine and the feminine. It's all about that sacred union, but really the frequency I hold is for the divine feminine. And I'm here to awaken and, and help people remember who are in feminine bodies. That's just what I've noticed about like my sacred work at this time. Um, and so this, this, e-course is not about, Hey, I want to sing and I want my voice to sound good. It's about coming into right relationship with your voice and the, um, the gravity of what that means. I think that, you know, the voice is something that we've had. Most people have had since, since they're born. And, um, so it can be really easy to take advantage of it and just think that it's another thing like your, you know, right pinky, and to really understand that it's actually the seat of your truth and your purpose and coming into relationship with your voice means coming into relationship with your soul and coming into relationship with your soul transforms your world. So it's an e-course about really understanding all of the things that contribute to using your voice, opening your voice, um, the different blocks and clearings, and it comes with a few practices, but it's really about claiming like this reclamation, the priestess reawakens. It's like, Hey, we've had this voice before. Our voice is our power. And I'm here to declare that it is mine now. And I'm going to own it and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to have reverence for it and adoration. And I'm going to treat it with the respect that it deserves. So that's is what the it, course is about. <laughs> is it a live or pre or pre-recorded? It's pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's cool. a pre-recorded. Because yeah. I think I'm going to sign up. <laughs> well, you know, I've had so much fun today. I'm happy to gift it to you. So it's available uh, for pre-order right now. It'll be um, going live next month. And by next month, I mean um, May. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you a copy and also um, some type of goodie for your, for your community to get a special deal too. Yeah. Special discount code. So we'll make sure yeah. to put all of that in the show notes once it launches and Again, just noticing the synchronicities of Danny and myself. Like we just, can you tell? It's like, oh my gosh, we could do this forever because- I know, I'm like, wait, can't we talk for three more hours? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've definitely got the fire. We've got the zest for life. Like once you start to connect with your divinity and your humanity, everything is like, you just are so alive and people feel that. And my self-expression looks a little bit different, but there's a lot of synchronicities. And this is the the- beauty and the fun. Like I cannot wait to see what you create. Also knowing that it's showing me what's possible for me continuing to self-express and co-create with the universe and be of service in the world. So is there any final thoughts that you want to leave our peeps with before we pop off here? 
I just want to say you fucking got this, you know, to anyone who's listening, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. Even if you don't feel like it, there are legions of us who are saying yes to our hearts and yes to our voice. And in that way, we're all connected. And so, yeah, just sending out all that love. Thank you. And when we were like sending Instagram messages back and forth to each other, all giddy, I I, I was like, do you cuss? Because I cuss. And <laughs> I've been getting like, I cuss so much more in my podcast because especially when I'm doing solo casts, it's like, this is actually me and I'm a spiritual being and I cuss and I listen to priestess reawakens with all my windows down as loud as humanly possible at a stoplight. And this is it is maybe that's not you, right? Like maybe that's not your jam, but what is your, like, what is your authentic self-expression if you're listening to this? Like what, what part of you is holding back? What part of you gets to be revealed a little bit more to yourself and to those in your life? And I promise the more you just keep slowly peeling back the layers and putting one foot in front of the other, next thing you know, you might be also, you know, so inspired by Danny that you're releasing your own (laughs) spiritual tracks on Spotify. I love that. Thank you for the sacred work that you do. And who knows, maybe we'll get to play together in some fun pilgrimage trip coming here too. Yes, that's (laughs) definitely in our future. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much. I am so appreciative of, you know, you stepping into your, your light and making this platform and just shining and giving so much permission to everyone who, who tunes in. So it's, it's absolutely sacred work and it's absolutely not easy work. And I just feel you do it with such grace and beauty. Mm. And I'm, I'm just tickled pink to be a part of it. (laughs) Uh, Right back at you, sister. And this is the relatability piece that Danny brings in, you know, that feel that is so important to me, right? It's like, we're just doing it. We're just doing it. That's all we can do. And we're having a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes right. we cry for, sometimes we cry for eight hours like in Egypt in a room and then we have like eons and eons of life force pouring through us you know it's all perfect so all thank it is you. Work, babe. <laughs> definitely find her on Instagram you can check out her website be sure to check out the show notes sign up for the course I'm gonna definitely uh tune in a bit and download the song on Spotify. And I'm sure there's going to be more. I know you're, you've are you got some other fun things in the works as well, but we'll see you next week for another episode of Soul Shine Radio. Much love, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here. 
from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings. <laughs>